0: Gus needed to be taken out of the picture regardless if Walt was going to run this shit the way that he wanted from the beginning. Like, I, I feel like him killing Gus was inevitable.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Alex and this
0: is M. welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is the podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll be discussing what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and do a bit of rewriting where necessary for much more exclusive content, become a show producer on Patreon and get access to after the episode outtakes, curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join the GBB family at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic.
1: Today, Em and I will be discussing the last two seasons of the critically acclaimed crime drama Breaking Bad. Walter White, the chem teacher turned cancer patient turned drug kingpin, was hero to many of the series' fans. But what does this actually say about those fans, and what did we learn from the series? Stay tuned. All
0: right, everyone, just a refresher. Breaking Bad stars Brian Cranston as Walter White, Anna Gunn as his wife, Skyler White, Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman, his former student and partner, Dean Norris as Hank Schrader, Walter and Skyler's brother-in-law, Betsy Brandt as Marie Schrader, Walter's sister, Hank's wife and Walter's sister-in-law, and... R. J. Mint as Walter Walter White Jr. Walter and Skylar's son. Um, we also have Giancarlo Esposito as Gus, and Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman. So we have a huge array of characters here. But as we mentioned on our last episode, this is pretty much the Walter White show to the detriment of development of some of the supporting characters. So let's jump into season four. This one was 13 episodes long.
1: Right. So season four picks up right where I guess season three ended and, you know, Jesse has just killed Gail and and we start season four with like a bit of a flashback of Gail, you know, in happier times. Jesse has just killed Gail and now they're in front of Gus sort of trying to to him to see like what's gonna happen now. And that's where we start
0: off. Right. I think one of the things I appreciate about this show is that it. It, it doesn't do that thing that I really, really hate where some drama pops off and then I'll be like six months later or one year later. Like, <laughs> we don't need that, fam. Just don't, jump right in. Pick up where we left off. Um, so, yeah, um, Gus is like tightening up security after Gail's murder because he doesn't know that Jesse killed Gail. He doesn't know that White is so fucking—Walter is so fucking crazy that he sent— um, Jesse to kill Gail with the premise that this would make them indispensable and thus save their lives. Oh, no,
1: he does know, like, because like Walter admits it. He's like, I'm sorry about Gail, but I'd kill him again. Oh, wait does he admit this in the very beginning? Yeah, because okay. like that's the whole thing with like basically, so Gus, Walt, and because after immediately after Jesse kills Gail. One of Gus's like lieutenants catches Jesse because Jesse oh, is right. built that's to kill right. people.
0: <laughs> right. And I'm sorry, you guys. I went. So I I only watched the first two seasons before we decided to review the show on the podcast. So I watched seasons three through five together, and so
1: they were all one blur for me. <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm sorry. Right. So did <laughs> I? Like, I had to like I I. That's so fair. Um, so, yeah, they're sitting in the in the the cooking hole, and Mike is like even keeping guard. And it's in and, and in fact, it's kind of crazy because Walt is actually really shook because Walt isn't quite sure what's going to happen because he thinks they're going to get killed, too, after he just, you know, killed Gail. And to their luck, Gus doesn't kill them. Gus kills his his lieutenant who caught Jesse. I assume just as a display of like as a warning, because ultimately as a business person, I can see where Gus is coming from. Because like you, I wanted to get rid of Jesse, but you beat me to the punch and you've gotten rid of Gail. And if there's nobody else, now, now you really have made yourselves indispensable. Like I can't kill both of you. So here we are. <laughs>
0: right gus is violent and Vus is like a whole murderer but he's not stupid (laughs) he's not dumb Uh, um so but now like they're under the iron fist of gus because that's what the fuck happens when you try to like do some cool shit on the side (laughs) um gus is like oh you really can't leave now like that's not happening um so, in this season, Gus, um, Skyler also becomes desperate for Walter to buy the car wash that he used to work at part-time in order um, to launder his his meth money there. So, Walter—so, excuse me. So, Skyler is begrudgingly on board, and she's trying to do whatever she needs to do to make this shit work, clean this money, and
1: keep Walter out of jail. We see Skyler basically become the ride-or-die, and— and listen, her reasons for it are also, you know, sustained by the fact that Hank has suffered an injury, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now he and Marie are are also in danger of going underwater with medical bills and care and and all that stuff for his rehabilitation. And she doesn't want and she she has also agreed to pay for all of it.
0: Right. I just want to point out really quickly like, I understand Walt going under financially when he has stage three cancer on a school teacher's salary. But why the fuck is a DEA agent n- not given the best medical insurance known to man? Because this is America. <laughs> this is so sad. And wasn't he like just shot or something? It's so, not like he's going like aggressive treatments for an ongoing illness or something
1: right but it's like i guess this is ridiculous yeah i mean i think it's it's just just speaks to the american health care industry and like more importantly um just like oh yeah yeah that wasn't a knock
0: on the writing you guys just really quickly that was definitely a knock on the u.s insurance system
1: and that's like a knock on um being in law enforcement which is yeah, you would think law enforcement like the the health insurance would be better, but it's just no it's that pension money. That pension money is good money. People right. are not trying but
0: to like, that. He's like a literal DEA agent, drug enforcement. Like did you guys not assume like you should just like the the bureau just should go in with the assumption that y'all going to get shot up at least a few times before retirement. <laughs>
1: Maybe they're maybe like their reasoning is like we give you all these guns and militarized weapons to shoot up crack addicts. Like I know y'all are not out here getting shot. Like so y'all
0: Like maybe if it was like a Eddie Sutton and his partner situation, like yeah, maybe they shoot up crack addicts. DEA shoot up like drug lords, and then you gotta get through the guy's like fifty right hand man men before you can even get to him. <laughs> Like, these are the kind of dudes that go after El Chapo. Like, El Chapo. they're going to get
1: shot out man. <laughs> so, yeah, Skyler becomes a ride or die. I don't... Honestly, like, watching it back, it doesn't feel like it's a development as much as they, I think, recognized all the sexism around her character and tried to make it better. And then it failed.
0: Right. It failed because Skylar had already been built up for the last three seasons as a very specific type. And while I feel her reasons for eventually coming around do remain true to the character, it doesn't make her empowered. In fact, it just makes her even more disempowered.
1: Right. It's in the point of it. And we mentioned this on the last episode in the end this choice to make Skylar just on board still doesn't solve the core problem, which is that, Her character is underdeveloped and we don't spend enough time with her to empathize with her choices. It's just, it's still not there. All you've done is really just put like glitter over like shit. Sorry. For me,
0: this doesn't even read as like a Stockholm syndrome situation where like she comes around because like she's psychologically fucked. Like for me, it almost feels like she was strong-armed into this situation. Like Walter didn't force her at gunpoint to go along with it. But she's got two kids with this man. Um, a one who's disabled, another who's like a literal baby still. Skylar doesn't want to do this, and we know that Skylar doesn't want
1: to do this, so it feels like force, and that's where the Mm -hmm. disempowerment comes from none of that is made as her explicit motives on screen. You know, I don't, I'm not, I haven't spent, time with Skylar for her to see that she makes those thoughts or those realizations and then to and then she acts on them. And that's for me the biggest part that's missing because I think of the shows that we have talked about that were like, yeah, this is a good solid show. That's sort of been one of the prevailing patterns is like you have to spend time with these characters and they have to and all the things that, you know, you're inferring as an audience, you still have to see a character themselves discover um, and then exp- and act through explicitly on screen for it to be real um, in a sense. And we still don't get that with Skylar. So it's it's still ultimately hollow.
0: Right. I agree with that. And I mean, um, one of the things that I brought up on our last episode was some of these um, supporting characters not being fully actualized. I mean, I think Gus and Saul are done well, but a lot of the female characters are not. The only exception to this rule, I feel, is the Marie character, ironically enough, um, Walter's sister-in-law Marie is actually pretty well developed um, for you know considering the amount of time of screen time she gets and her relationship to the protagonist. I'm not really sure why they thought that um, Skyler Walter's wife didn't deserve an actual personality, but the world may never know. <laughs>
1: In these first four in season four, Walt and Jesse go back to cooking for Gus, albeit Gus is not that excited about it. But Jesse is clearly falling apart from having killed Gail, and Jesse turns his house into a literal meth den. (laughs) Poor Jesse.
0: Yeah, so Jesse is going through it. Jesse was an addict before Walt got there. Obviously, we cannot put this on Walt's shoulders. But as I said in the last episode, you know he's an addict. You know that he can't be out here cooking this meth and staying clean simultaneously. These two things are not congruent. And then on top of that, just Jesse is continuously dealing with tragedy. First, Jane's death, and then Gail's murder, which he was directly responsible for. That kind of pain and shame and grief... How is he going to stay clean in the midst of that?
1: Right. And he had gotten clean. That's probably the worst part. He attended AA meetings. Granted, he attended AA meetings to exploit them, to sell people drugs, but he was attending and he was doing what he was supposed to do and it unravels very quickly for Jesse. And so something that I find interesting about the Jesse unravels plot is then the relationship that forms between Jesse and Mike. Mike ends up becoming this true blue friend and father figure to Jesse in a way that Walt thinks he is, but isn't really.
0: Exactly. And I I thought this was really interesting and really clever writing because it mirrors a relationship that Walter has with his own actual son, where Hank is the father figure in that relationship.
1: Right, Walt Jr. gets the shaft from Walt. Um, there's even a scene later on in this season where something has just happened. I'll know in a minute. Walt is breaking down like emotionally, and Walt Jr. is like, "Dad, let's get you to bed," and because Walt Jr. has really never seen his father like this. And Walt Jr. gets Walt into the bed, and as Walt Jr. is walking away, Walt says. I love you, Jesse. And I was like, whew, I hate it here.
0: Mm. Listen, and it cuts like a knife. Um, <laughs> listen, when I, I was, my heart was breaking for this kid. But like, the thing is, I'm sure he heard his father say, I love you, Jesse. And he's thinking to himself, oh, he loves Jesse more than me. But like, he doesn't see the kind of love, <laughs> um, what being loved by Walter has actually meant for Jesse's life.
1: Right. None of also, it's good. <laughs> right. Also, and then it's like, does he even, but then it's like, does Walt Jr. even know who Jesse is? And that, and this is another thing I'm like, well, wouldn't Walt Jr. have figured out what is going on by now?
0: <laughs> right. Um, the show kind of plays him naive to the point of, or innocent to the complete of naive, to the point of complete naivete. Like no one is that obtuse.
1: Right? It feels ableist. it does <laughs> there is a there is a bit of like an ableist bent on this show,
0: like he's not eight years old. Like one of the things that I love about the Americans, and this is a show that um you know, we'll be discussing in an upcoming season, is that th- you have two very different kids that our protagonists have, and the elder one, who's also the more curious one, realizes very quickly that something is wrong with their parents. That something about their parents is not normal, even though she doesn't know what it is right away. No way could Walter Jr. actually believe that any of his father's behavior falls into the spectrum of normalcy. I don't don't buy it.
1: Right. Like, I mean, even the scene I'm talking about where Walt Jr. is putting Walt to bed, there's blood on his face. Something has clearly happened, clearly been through some ordeal. And... You would think we would have something with Walt Jr. being like, "Huh, this is like strange. Like, why does my dad have blood on him? Like that isn't that doesn't look like it's come from his mouth that looks like it's splattered onto him versus him coughing it up, right? Mm-hmm. But like Walt Jr. is somebody who, you know, made a website to get donations for his dad is somebody who is curious is somebody who knows how to fake people out to try to buy beer, to try to get them to buy him beer. Like he wouldn't be not curious or questioning.
0: The Walter White Jr. character and the Skyler characters needed a lot of work. And it's unfortunate because as I said, di- as a direct result of their relationship with the protagonist, they should have been exacted with more thought and more care. Let's get back to Walt really quickly and Walt's ego, shall we? <laughs> I talk about Walt being an egomaniac on the last on the last episode, and this is never more apparent than in this season. So he's having a conversation with Hank, and Hank is talking about the now deceased Gail and Gail's recipe, and basically saying that Gail was a genius because he thinks that Gail was Heisenberg. You guys, this is important. This is the get out of jail free card that everybody would want. He says Gail is a genius, but Walter's arrogance won't let sleeping dogs lie. And Walter suggests that Gail copied someone else's work. And now Hank, who was very satisfied that the case was closed, has a renewed interest in this case. Good job, Walt. (laughs) Right, it's like, oh, dude. You couldn't let him give a dead man a compliment. This is where we're at. Like I don't understand how hard it would've been to be like, yeah, yeah, I guess he was.
1: Oh, Jesse has a new little girlfriend this season. She's Latinx, good for her. With a child. So that's all of the things that Jesse likes. I think she's the girlfriend of Gus's lieutenant that Gus killed. <laughs> and he felt bad so he like sent her money and then he starts sleeping with her. I'm like, "Oh my god." What is this
0: trend on these shows of killing a woman's husband and then sleeping with her? Yeah, that's so weird. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? So awkward. What is wrong with you people? This is some biblical shit. Like when David had Uriah's, um, Uriah killed so he could be with Bathsheba. (laughs) I just,
1: like, I I don't know. Like, you're right. It's a pattern and it's weird. It's a weird one. Like, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's weird for the women because, like, I understand, like, especially, like, in the context of, like, you not knowing this person's relationship to your dead loved one. But, like, on the men's side, it is, like, so fucked up. Like, what do you, like, why do you do that? That is so weird. Oh, I killed your person. I guess we should have sex. Like,
0: what? What? Like, did you win the right to her pussy when you killed her man <laughs> like how does this work
1: maybe <laughs> maybe that's it maybe that's the reasoning of like it's just some deep like patriarchal shit it's like i've i've murdered i've successfully conquered your spouse therefore i have won the right to your body maybe that that makes sense i see that
0: oh i hate it this is so this is so trash but yeah jesse starts dating this girl now and i guess it's i mean it's it's a good relationship if like we use jesse's relationship that we saw with jane as like a litmus of what good and bad is <laughs> yeah i mean jesse's jesse's not in a healthy state of mind so he's not in the, the place to have the healthiest of relationships but i guess this is cute for what it is yeah, it's 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 good. So we have Skylar who was still fucking Ted this whole time. Um And because she, I guess, like I said in the last episode, I believe that she saw Ted as the embodiment of the things that she went into a marriage with Walter, assuming he was honest, upstanding, but Ted isn't. Ted is being audited by the IRS this season. She fears that she and Walt would also be investigated because she's Ted's bookkeeper. It's a shit show. Ted is garbage, like like every man on the show except Hank, (laughs) pretty
1: much. Ted is called into Saul's office and Saul gives him the whole, you know, you have a rich white daddy in Luxembourg that's, you know, (laughs) passed away and has left a bunch of money for you. And Ted gets all the money and he immediately is like, oh, I'm just going to like spend it on bullshit (laughs) instead of paying off these debts.
0: Imagine the caucasity. Just imagine. First of all, believing that you have a dead relative that left you money is the widest shit I've ever heard of. Because I wouldn't
1: believe that shit. I wouldn't believe it, but I would. Not, I also would not question it.
0: <laughs> valid, valid. I would take the money, but I would Ayanla fix my life. I'm not
1: just going to go blow it. Same. I would definitely fix my life. Her fa- although her face, when he tells her what he's going to spend it on, is like priceless. She just looks at him. Like, what? (laughs) Uh, It's good. It's a good time. Yeah. But uh, Ted is a mess. He's like all these boys. He's just like all these boys out here.
0: Right. And because of this, they gave Ted this money. Walt doesn't have the money to get the family out of town when Gus basically puts a hit out on Hank. Because he's seeing Hank is a problem now a problem reinvigorated by Walt, by the way. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Hank is a problem. <laughs> he's put a hit out on Hank, and Walter for all his faults really doesn't want to see Hank die. He's not really he's not trying to get anybody in his family caught up in the crossfires, even
1: though his actions keep putting them there. Right, which is <sighs> Because, listen, I go back and forth on whether Walt really likes his family or not, to be honest. Like, and every time I feel, like, where Walt is, like, intervening on behalf of, like, Hank or Marie or or Walt Jr. or Skyler, I never know if I quite believe it. Because then he just, because, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's, like, I... If I genuinely think Walt feels remorse for his family or if it's just like a ploy by the writers to make me be like, Walt's not so bad. I, I go back and forth on that part.
0: I mean, I think that Walt is psychotic, as you said, but um, I also think that Walt is between so between that and his general temperament, Walt has always given me the vibe of someone who doesn't like other people. Period. But that he just finds the members of his family more tolerable than humanity at large. Even the biggest misanthrope has their like pet or token people.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's that's fair. That's true. Like you said, Hank is now like reinvigorated to exploring this case. Because Walt doesn't want happiness or nice things or whatever. Walt and Hank ride along with each other, and Walt works to sort of throw Hank off. So unbeknownst to Walt, I think, Jesse and Mike form a really end up forming this really great relationship. I mean, to the point where like Mike trusts Jesse enough to um have him roll out in the desert and then like shoot at like cartel snipers like it's really nuts and so through the midst of everything gus fires walt gus is like i'm tired of you you're bullshit like i don't even know you like all you do is cause problems you're and you're done and then and jesse's gonna cook you're gonna you're just gonna go away because i can't deal with you when that happens walt sort of gets it into his mind for some reason that gus is going to kill jesse Or something is going in and then ultimately kill him, which would never happen because, like we said, Gus is a businessman at heart. He's not dumb. Why would you kill the if you fire one person? Why would you kill the other person that's making your product? That doesn't make quite make any sense. But Walt is, you know, being fired and ignored. So, like. This is the one thing that he cannot take within an inch of his life. Walt essentially works himself up into the most paranoid frenzy and kills Gus. That's where we end our season with Gus dying from an explosion. And this wasn't even the first attempt.
0: They attempted to poison Gus and he survived the poison. (laughs) (laughs) right yo i think like that was probably like gus was on his eighth life or something with that poison (laughs) but walt finally got him in the end like the thing about gus and walt presuming that he was going to kill jesse yeah that was ridiculous and it didn't make any sense but the fact of the matter is they were more or less beholden in a hostage type situation to gus gus needed to be taken out of the picture regardless if walt was going to run this shit the way that he wanted from the beginning Like, I I feel like him killing Gus was inevitable.
1: Same, because I think... But mostly because I think Walt's an egomaniac. Yeah, because... Yep. (laughs) For that. Not because they couldn't have had a good life. Listen, Gale lived a really good life up until his death.
0: (laughs) Right. Because Gale knew how to play his position. Walt does not know how to do that.
1: There's also, like, a whole thing where, like, Jesse thinks that Walt poisoned his girlfriend's... His new girlfriend's son, Brock. Which... Mm -hmm. At first, we—which at first is, like, no, but then we realize, I think, next season that, yeah, that happened. That was a real—
0: Right. He basically attempts to gaslight Jesse on this, and we find out season five that he was, in fact, gaslighting Jesse on this, and Jesse wasn't just, like, paranoid. Because it's easy to believe that that Jesse's as paranoid as Walt, especially when he's strung out so often, Right. Right. <laughs> But he isn't. He's not paranoid. He just understands Walt in a way that no other character on the show actually does, including Walt's wife. Skyler. still doesn't understand Walt as well as Jesse does. Season four, what's, what's your determinant for season four? Season four was actually better than all the preceding seasons, in my opinion.
1: I actually agree with that. There is something about season four that I felt like I don't hate this. <laughs> um no not that i don't hate this there's just it felt like more it felt more coherent like it was working towards something rather than like chaotic that i do feel that the the previous seasons were there's there is like a quality about the previous seasons that feel very chaotic and this felt and season four felt like a serialized like drama like it felt like there was a story that was a big continuation of a story that was happening throughout the 13 episodes.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I really love the work that they did to extrapolate upon characters like Hank, Marie, Gus, Mike, and Saul in this season as well. I think that's what did it for me. The supporting cast, a a larger number of the supporting cast had actual cohesive, believable storylines and narratives therein. And I also like the fact that Hank pretty much comes out of that bumbling cop caricature that he was for the first three seasons and is like, we actually start to respect his vocation and his intellect in season four. So that was interesting to watch as well.
1: Right, absolutely. They start to really rely on this idea that Hank is actually competent, which then helps to ratchet up that tension. You're talking about the Americans. The reason why the friendship between Stan and Elizabeth's husband. Oh my God, help me. Philip. Philip. The reason why every time Stan and Philip talks, why, the reason why like your heart is like racing, like <laughs> racing, <laughs> like you're on like the track is because you're like, holy shit. Like, is this when he's going to know? Is this when he's going to find out? Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right. And the reason why that you have that tension is because we know that stan is such a competent smart successful detective and investigator
0: mhm mhm right he's not just any fbi agent we learned going in that like he was deep undercover for almost a decade Like he knows what he's doing and he knows how to play his position and he's the type of person, if he's on to you, he's not going to just put all his cards on the table and make it obvious. And we learned not to underestimate him in that pilot episode because he tells his wife as soon as they come home from eating dinner at the Jennings, something's weird about that couple. And he actually sneaks into their garage looking for evidence of something.
1: Right. Like he knows it right away.
0: Right. And Hank doesn't come into it until later. Now I'll give Hank this much. Walter is his brother-in-law. He's known this man for over a decade now. And Walt is new to the drug game. So I give Hank a pass at not being suspicious of Walter immediately. But when we do see that suspicion renewed and we see him start to connect these dots, we're like, oh man, Hank is actually smart. Right. So season five...
1: Right. Uh, season five, episode one, the title is Live Free or Die. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh, they were oh my- so bad.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm
1: like, make this stop. Um, the cold open is a, a flash forward to the eventual season end. But we pick up with Skylar and walt jr back home they're all living together again because they were in season four they are separated briefly skylar is not particularly happy about it which i feel for her on a deep level skylar is like i did not want this life i'm scared of you don't touch me i hate being here like don't (laughs) talk to me and i feel that for her like that's deep that's a big mood I
0: think one of the things that I actually enjoy about Breaking Bad and Walter and Skyler's relationship, and again, this is something that's never explicitly stated, it's just a conclusion I drew just from sitting and thinking about the series, I'm really glad that Walter started doing all of this for himself. He had cancer. He needed the money. Um, he made this decision without his wife's knowledge or consent. So often on these shows, people will do, will make these trash decisions and they'll be like, well, I only did it for you. Well, Walter can't use that excuse now, can he?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's so true. He, it's like, you did this entirely for you, sir. You did this, like, I mean, granted at the end of the show tries to, at the end of the season, I think the show tries to pull a little, like, he did it for his family, which I'm like, no, he didn't. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> like, but in reality, like we know the truth. Like, uh, right. he did this for him and him only.
0: Right, like his ex, Gretchen, was trying to bankroll him. So excuses died when he rejected that offer. Period.
1: <laughs> period.
0: So season five is broken into two parts. It's 16 episodes, and there's part one, which is eight episodes, and part two, which is the other eight, which I thought was actually really well done in a nice way to remind the audience that this is, in fact, the last season.
1: Right, same. Yeah, when this aired on AMC, there was, like you said, it was like part one and part two, and I remember, I think there was um, even weeks between them airing. Like, So part one happened, and then it was like, Three weeks of a break and then part two aired and i mean i oh my god people would not stop talking about this show like even when i went to the grocery store this show was so ubiquitous
0: right it was everywhere um long before i ever watched breaking bad breaking bad was a household name i think i watched the first two seasons of breaking bad back way back when it was on netflix And then I tapped out after season two because I got distracted by other shit. (laughs) But but I remember I was impressed with the acting most of all on this show. I really thought that Bryan um, Cranston, Walt, and Dean Norris, who is Hank Schrader, really brought their A-game. I was super impressed with Aaron Paul as well because I'd only seen him on Big Love previously. But... You know, there was other shit on. I I was probably watching Gossip Girl or something. I don't know, girl. Um. (laughs) But I know that this show was a show that was heavily talked about. I mean, The West Wing was as well, but like that show was dry, so we don't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I know this show had an impact. So I know that breaking it up into two parts, and this wasn't something that was really being done at the time. Those like mid-season finale things are pretty new. They're about five or six years old now, right? This is one of the first shows to give you a break in the middle of a season. And everyone's like, oh my God, you can't do this to us. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah so we're we're basically stuck with here and and walt is trying to get essentially get his own distro cooking you know place you know up off the ground you could say he is a scrappy entrepreneur not really (laughs) mike has decided to join uh jesse and walt you know get on the winning team ho now that gus is dead and skylar is still you know working to clean all of their money through the car wash so okay you know this is what i want to talk about so let's talk about we actually get introduced to this new character now i'm not like a big fan of like introducing new people so late i feel like what's the point but like we do but we are introduced to this woman her name is i don't remember her name but she's this white lady and she's very like fidgety and and weird she sort of feels like um like like a dark version of anna kendrick like an there we go lydia so we're introduced to lydia who uh helps to expand their trade and go international
0: right she's basically fritzy from camp in the drug game
1: (laughs) that is a very accurate description
0: (laughs) yeah fidgety kind of shady really smart um, <laughs> that's Lydia. I'm not mad at the Lydia character being introduced. I'm still upset that she's even more well-developed, like Marie, more well, well-developed well than his wife. But okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not even mad that this season opens a year after Gus has been killed. Because the previous season did not end on a cliffhanger. Gus was taken out. The end. Um, <laughs> um but it does open on Walter's 52nd birthday. And birthdays are usually a time when people reflect on their choices. I guess whatever reflection Walt did, he decided that all of his actions were justified and he's going full steam ahead. Hashtag typical Walter White behavior. One of the things that I loved the most about this season is that we don't just see Hank being smart, but we see a moment of full on brilliance, like sharp intuition So in the previous season, Hank had come across one of Gail's notebooks, which obviously had Gail's writing in it. Um, The last episode of part one, so episode eight of this season, he finds a book in Walter's bathroom and he sees a dedication, WW by GB. And then he recalls the conversation he had with White earlier about, what. about uh Gail possibly have copying from someone else, and he realizes that GB is Gail Bodescher and that Walt is Heisenberg. Right, right. The puzzle pieces just clicking in place, and I like I wanted to scream, yes, finally.
1: <laughs> and Walt deserves it.
0: Basically, all the all the tendrils, all the little puzzle pieces that allow Hank to realize that Walt is Heisenberg are entirely Walt's doing. He wouldn't have found Gail's notebook if Gail hadn't been murdered by Jesse on Walt's orders. He wouldn't have tied Walt and Gail together if Walt hadn't explicitly said that he thought Gail copied someone else's work.
1: Right. It's all of it, him just doing it to himself. So part two picks up right where part one left off, obviously, and Hank
0: confronts Walt, which I think is kind of stupid. Um, I always thought this was stupid. But one of the shows that does a really good job of showing how stupid it is to confront someone who is dangerous with information that could harm them is actually Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I hate it here. Like
0: Ned Stark actually went to this man's wife instead of the man who is his best friend with the information he knew. Think about how radically different the whole landscape of those characters, their lives, and the world around them would have been had he just taken the information straight to his bestie and not the man's wife.
1: Remind me to tell you about why low-key the Starks are like low-key the Black people of Westeros. (laughs) I gotta I gotta hear this. Hank and Marie find out about Walt and Skylar. So let me t- let me ask a question. <laughs> Did Marie really think she's gonna take those kids? I don't know what
0: Marie thought, but she really thought she was gonna take them kids. And I don't <laughs> know what the hell was going on What's there. Up? But like I think maybe she thought Hank could use his muscle as a law enforcement to help
1: her with this endeavor. <laughs> right. I don't know, not sure about. Her reasoning there, like that reasoning there. So let's talk about um Todd a little bit. Todd, like so, Walter is basically like expanding. He's trying to expand uh, his his business. By now, they've sort of figured out like a rhythm and a rhyme and how they're going to like cook and distribute. They hatch this scam where like they throw like the fumigation throws over people's houses uh, and then cook all over the neighborhood because nobody would suspect to go into a a house that that looks like it's being fumigated. And then when you see sort of like the white smoke coming out of it, you're not going to question it because that's. How you fumigate at home. Eventually, they they find that somebody is tracking the methylene barrels that come into the country because Lydia sees the tracker, even though Lydia planted the tracker because Lydia is like, literally, I don't understand. Like, she's she's another one. Um. <laughs> so they have to find another way to get methylene. So they concoct this plan that they're going to... There is a train that's coming in with huge amounts of methylene in it, and they're just going to take out the methylene and replace the methylene in the tank from the train with water, because it will essentially, you know, it evens out weight-wise. So they do this, and it's a really clever plan, and it goes off without a hitch. But unfortunately, there's a child, like a small, probably like 13, 12-year-old boy, who ends up seeing them do this whole like thing like and after they finish you know the child sees them and he and the child like waves todd then waves pulls out his silencer and like pops the kid twice in the head without even you know hesitating and jesse is like we gotta fire todd clearly
0: i don't i like i don't even know why he that needed to be said (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> clearly Todd's fired right well and then that's the thing no because like and that's the thing Jesse hadn't liked Todd from jump Jesse had not been feeling Todd <laughs> Jesse
0: generally doesn't like the people who are um murderers though
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying Jesse's a very Jesse's Jesse doesn't even Jesse barely likes the life that he's living let alone having to deal with like people who are like murderers and just murder for the sake of, of that, like who don't have any sort of, like he can deal with Mike because I think he feels like Mike is like Walt or who he, or who Jesse sometimes imagines Walt to be as somebody who has like a line that they won't cross. Like they have rules. There is like a rhyme and a rhythm to them, but like Jesse doesn't do people who just do whatever.
0: Right, right. Like, I kind of feel like he feels the situation that he and Walt are in is somewhat inescapable. But if you have to do something, there needs to be a reason for it. And there really was no good reason for Todd to kill that child.
1: Right. They could have reasoned with him. They could have, like, given him candy or money or whatever. Like, they could have have just scared him. Like, fear is a very powerful motivator.
0: We don't even know that he understands what he saw, even. Because so, I'm a right. I'm a grown ass woman, and I would not have connected any of those dots. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been like, oh, okay, that's a lot of people to get a house, I guess. Maybe they're they're using some different type of chemicals to do it. Maybe th- this one kills roaches and rats. I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, Jesse's, but like, yeah, basically, we get like another crazy white man but in Todd but then what do we then find out later that Todd has some friends, some cousins who are um also, you know, part of the Aryan nation, like you do when you're a white person. You always have some cousins that are part of the Aryan nation, I guess. Or at shows. least the clan. At least the clan. At least. Like if you're a white person, and you don't have a cousin in the clan, like what do you do? Are you even white, you know? Are um you- um and so todd after he's been fired then alerts his cousins to to this sweet little operation that he knows it's happening and and shit goes really fucking left
0: right um this todd character was another one that's kind of like late to the game but i thought he was executed well I think he's a more hyper-aggressive incarnation of Walt, or rather Walt's own propensity for violence.
1: Yes, I would agree with that.
0: And we didn't really see Walt's propensity for violence, like unnecessary violence, in the beginning. But once we did see it, it escalated very quickly. (laughs) It did. I really think that people are sleeping on the Jesse character because... (laughs) Ironically enough, as uh, flawed as he is, Jesse is consistently the closest that Walt comes to having a moral
1: compass. Definitely. No, absolutely. The absolute closest. I mean, I mean, I think that's how they use the Jesse character. I think it's hard because like Jesse is also Jesse is that, but he's also supposed to be the person closest to Walt and Walt is supposed to see Jesse suffering and, and want to alleviate it. Mm-hmm. He Jesse's also the one that catches all of the bad things that come from the life that they're living. But it, I think it's hard to contain so many things in one character.
0: Right, right, right. Um, Jesse can't be the every man. And this is again, another circumstance where making the Skyler character, And the Walt Jr. character, more fully actualized people, would have been a major help. But um, they didn't do that. It is what it is. It is
1: what it is.
0: (laughs) But after Hank confronts Walt, the veneer comes off, basically. The man who wanted to protect his family, we see that mask slipping when he tells Hank to tread lightly. Tread lightly from what, though? There's no Gus in the picture anymore, right? You are the head honcho at this point if, if, if Hank is in danger from anyone it's you directly and we see very clearly that if he has to choose between this business or Hank he's gonna kill Hank
1: <laughs> so basically the pressure is on the pressure is on Walt and like from then on and, and it doesn't let up everything in Walt's life really starts to go go left I mean um there's even a great there's a great sort of cold opener season five, episode 14, and the opening shot is a boiler and the substance in the boiler is like, is bubbling up, right? So we really start to, which is a great, like cute, sweet little metaphor, considering that cold open is a flashback. Everything's really, really going left. Something that happens is that the people who Walt and Jesse were distributing to before, Todd basically gets all of his super cool, Aryan Nation friends to come and murder everybody Todd and his Aryan Nation friends kidnap Jesse and put him in a hole um yes and it That's is ugly. like it is ugly and they feed him in the hole and they take his shit but then like when they let him out they only let him out to cook in this time, like Jesse does it in like the prison chains, like, you know, we're the ones that cuff at your hands and then there's a chain that goes down to your feet and then cuffs at your feet. So basically, if you didn't. if, if so, in, So in case that metaphor has been lost on you through the whole series <laughs> in terms of Jesse's plight, you now have it. In the li- literal sense, of yeah, Jesse's they've
0: made it crystal clear, crystal
1: clear, <laughs> um, that uh, Jesse is in prison. This this cooking situation is is a prison for Jesse.
0: I mean, he could refuse, right, and just let them kill him, but he sees a picture of Andrea and Brock in the lab, and whether it's because he wants to get back to them or he's afraid, rightfully afraid, that they might kill. Andrea and Brock, he goes along with this um imprisonment basically. Now prior to this, something significant happens in that Skyler tells Walt Jr. Ju- this is the same episode. Walt Skyler tells Walt Jr. the truth about what's been happening and when she and Walt get in a fight over a gum, Walt Jr. ends up coming to her defense and eventually calling the police on Walt. And in a recorded phone call or a monitored phone call, he you know, basically takes responsibility for this meth business. I feel like this is the closest Skyler ever comes to any sort of vindication. Not only him taking responsibility like this, but Walt Jr. knowing the truth and being on her side because he was he he was very upset with her
1: um when she first left Walt. Right. Right. And shout out to RJ Might who like when That scene where Skylar has, like, tears in her eyes and she's, like, admitting to the truth and in Walt Jr.'s reacting. It's a really great performance from RJ Might.
0: Um, Another thing I want to say about this episode, and it's called Ozymandias, it's episode 14, is this episode was actually directed by Knives Out director and writer Rian Johnson.
1: Shout out to Rian! I was really proud of Walt Jr. when he did call the cops on his dad, though.
0: I was like, finally, it took you long enough to come around, boy. (laughs) But no, I think this is probably the smartest thing he ever did as well. Like, if they had kept the character with this ridiculous fixation, this loyalty for his father, it just wouldn't have, it would have really struck a sour note. It was necessary that Walt Jr. finally grows up. And for him, that means seeing his father as he really is.
1: Right, and I guess, and I, ooh, like, and you know me, like, one of my favorite things is, like, I think, or the thing that I, one of the things that I'm very, I guess, interested in, like, is, like, I guess the breakdown of, like, relationships between, like, parents and children. And I think there's something that could have been, like, I think it just sucks, because I think if Walt Jr. had found out earlier or before, I think there's something really interesting that could have been explored or looked at in terms of Walt Jr really seeing his father for who he is and like looking at his actions and deciding to, you know, be like, well, I am the head of this family. There's always something interesting in that in like protecting his little sister, protecting his mom, wanting to make those those right choices. I always think there's always super interesting stuff in storylines like that.
0: Right. I do think that the The narrative as a whole could have benefited from, you know, this realization on Walter Jr.'s part being slower and drawn out. Same with Hank, things being slower and drawn out. It's almost instantaneous, especially with the Walt Jr. character. Skylar tells him the truth. He has this moment of disillusionment and coming of age all in that one episode.
1: Right. Like, and that's a lot to do in one episode,
0: This episode really had me on the edge of my seat too because Walter left with Holly, remember? And then later brings her to the fire station, (laughs) but he took the baby. He straight up took the baby, you guys. Oh my gosh, he's so crazy. I hate him. (laughs) Thankfully, after the call with Skylar, the call that was monitored, he left the baby at a fire station. But like, he was really, he really took this woman's baby. Are (laughs) you serious? (laughs) Baby, like, what's
1: wrong with you, sir?
0: sir she's gonna have such a better life with you you know
1: dealing with being a
0: meth kingpin's daughter
1: (laughs) why you don't even like this baby like do you even like this baby oh i hate it here you were not here for this baby sir i mean i don't
0: think walter cares about the children the way that they need him to like i believe that he believes he loves his children but what does that mean to you when there's like no quality time given to any of these kids Exactly, he's like Drake out here and claiming this child, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like baby, till it's convenient for him.
0: You know what I mean? When he kidnaps Holly, is the most time we ever see him spend alone with that that baby, right? But, so okay, are you fam. hiding
1: your child.
0: <laughs> oh, you're hiding your child from you're the world. Hiding a child. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but in the season, se- season finale, the series finale. He finds Gretchen and Elliot and gives them over $9 million to give to Walt Jr. when he turns 18. Which is crazy because we know good and goddamn well, Skyler deserves that money. And in no rational frame should an 18-year-old be trusted with that much money.
1: Right. I would be like, wait till 26 or something right or you know give it to your fucking wife you know she's not gonna leave her children out here like right. fending for themselves she- broke <laughs> right and and walt essentially goes on the run for a bit that scene where he makes a call from the payphone to walt jr is is really great um with him being like i love you and then walt jr being like fuck you doesn't I just- he also
0: poison lydia
1: I think he... No, yeah. I think he does. Yes, he does. He poisons her. Because why not? (sighs) So the series finale is like Walt poisoning Lydia because he feels some type of way. Gets all this money and and tries to set up his wife and Walt Jr. with it. He attempts to and succeeds in freeing Jesse. And then he says goodbye to the baby. For the last time and it ends with Walt going into the lab that the Aryan Nation kids and Todd set up and sort of just you know being like this is it this is being proud essentially honestly it's he looks at everything very lovingly and then he's shot and he dies
0: right and this is this is after he does another selfish Walt thing. He asked Jesse to shoot him. Right. Which is like, why the fuck would you ask him to do, like, do you not see how killing Gail, who he was nowhere near as close to, has impacted him? If you're trying to do suicide, you you on your own with
1: that. <laughs> but then in another sense, I was like, Jesse deserves that, you know, after all, after everything Walt's done. <laughs> but,
0: like, Jesse would never want to kill Walt. That's White, true. Walt, just, just like,
1: ever. Ever. That's true. And, I mean, it shows, because Jesse shoots him, what, through the stomach? That's not instantaneous. It's going to right. take a while to die.
0: Right. Walter asked him to shoot him in the head. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, your large intestine is close enough, fam. Uh, and
1: then that's the it's the series. It does end in that way that, like, I'm just like, ugh, you know me. I don't like it when evil male characters go out on their own terms. I think that sucks. Um, right. Right.
0: I hated it in the, on the originals, and I hate it here.
1: I hate it here. It's just, it's another thing that I'm not cool about. But all in all, I like season five. Season five is also another f- season that feels focused. Feels focused, feels like it knows what it wants to do. I'm not crazy about Lydia and Todd, but I, they make sense within the narrative, so that's fine. I love that we get all this sort of reckoning with Walt Jr. and Skylar, but... That also feels like stuff that feels rushed. like. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that we had it versus not having it ever at all. But if I had to give season five a grade, I would say it's good.
0: Yeah, I would say season five is good as well. Season four remains my favorite season of this series. I just think that they hit so many points on the head. And none of the narrative, the plots felt rushed. And we did get to see more of pretty major supporting characters so yeah season four is the standout for me just like read the premise if you want to know what the show is about and if you don't want to watch all the seasons just
1: watch you just watch season four (laughs) same i feel like you can get it season four is pretty comprehensive um but all in all yeah that's it that's i guess the most the most pianist world record breaking positive reviewed show tops everybody's lists
0: right 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 i mean like we said before the standard is um mercurial <laughs> yeah <definitely. laughs> i mean the west wing is on is is like number 10 in like best written shows and like the writing on the show was our specific grievance with it <laughs>
1: Yeah, wow. at like at the it's not the acting, the writing. The writing. I just um it's it's interesting. Uh So, I read a so I did like I did do some sort of like not watching, but some quick, very quick, very brief um analysis on why the like, what was it about the show? And apparently, so when the show debuted in 2008, the the reason for this show's claim to fame is that, like, when the show debuted in 08, which, by the way, I want to say, just for reference, is the same year. oh um, eight is the, the the same year that Sons of Anarchy debuted. <laughs> like, I really feel a type of way for Sons of Anarchy right now. Um, The whole reason... Or, like, the, why it was, like, essentially became this really critically acclaimed hit is, like, and the whole thing that critics always point to is that, like, it was the first television show to create a change of its character from beginning to end in in the sense of, like, Walt. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the, the, um... That's its claim. And, and apparently that had never been done before in a lead character, that you have a a lead character go through a significant change throughout the course of this series. And that's why it was so good. But I'm like, Sons does that too. Right. And like, it can be
0: argued that Breaking Bad doesn't even do that. Walt started as an evil Caterpillar and he bloomed into an evil butterfly. What are you even saying to me right now?
1: Right. So then I'm like, so exactly. So then like, what's the litmus for this change? (laughs) Right. Like Walt didn't start out as a Hank. He
0: didn't even start out as a Jesse. He started out as someone who really wasn't that great of a person, but didn't actualize um, you know, uh, evil behavior patterns because he was very complacent in his normal life, and once he was shaken, shaken from that complacency, the inciting incident being his cancer diagnosis, he had what I think is a coming of age, not a
1: metamorphosis of character, but actually discovering who what his character is. That's interesting, and I like that interpretation. Change (laughs) not. Change not. I don't know if I'm feeling that. Like, all I'm going to say personally for myself is that I don't think Breaking Bad is better than Sons of Anarchy, which now I understand why Kurt Sutter cussed out the Emmys every single year. Because if I saw that I had written, like, essentially the same show, but better, and everybody everybody ignored my show, like, I would cuss out everybody each year on Twitter, too.
0: Like, I just want to know who he pissed off.
1: Like, like who,
0: who, did, who everybody either what bridges were burned or what toes were stepped on because they he, they were clearly being snubbed in my opinion
1: clearly because it's like i don't it's the listen like i said it's the better show that's all i'm saying better female characters i think more actualized uh, i think in terms of like tone not in tone because i think both have like a really strong tone but i think more actualized in like theme and like I don't think this I don't think breaking bad is like I said, I don't think breaking bad is better than Sons. I don't think Breaking Bad is better than um Good Wife. You cannot tell me Breaking Bad is <laughs> You sorry. know that's
0: her you know that's her favorite guys, the good wife.
1: Like, don't even talk to me about that. I will not even I'll literally think you're just being ridiculous. Like if you tried to tell me that. But um, but you know. Who doesn't, but like, I don't know, I guess other white men like seeing other white men, you know, be crazy and hurt everybody around them with no consequences. So
0: Right. And I think consequences is that word there. Um, There were consequences for certain behaviors on Sons of Anarchy. Jax faced one of the biggest consequences when his own mother killed Tara as a direct result of his his work with Sam Crow and not leaving when Tara explicitly asked him to. Right. People just don't want the consequences to their actions. In the end, Walt lost his family. But if we're being very honest, Walt lost his family a long time ago.
1: And honestly, did he even want them shits in the first place? <laughs> I mean, he wanted
0: them in his home. Did he want a real... Honest, loving, intimate relationship with them. No, mm, no. He just wanted to be able to come home and see his wife and children there every day. Like, like a, like a, like a painting that you enjoy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then bitch buy a painting. <laughs> I hate it.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. He's like, wait, who moved my painting? It was right here in the living room.
1: <laughs> but listen, it's, I'm just a black girl with an internet connection. And there are people who are much richer than me who say that this is the greatest show of all time. So take comfort in that.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, for me, like I said, I take comfort in the fact that I thought the acting on the show was ace and the cinematography was ace. Um, and like I said, I love that metamorphosis and that's, I, I will die on that hill. Walter White did not change as a person. He just had a belated coming of age and seeing him really come into his own for better or worse, was actually riveting to watch.
1: and there you have it folks this is everything that we think made the back half of breaking bad good bad basic and thrilling if you'd like to check out the series breaking bad is currently streaming on netflix please let us know your thoughts on this series via our twitter or instagram if you're a gbb patron on our top two tiers be sure to check out our breaking bad spotify playlist if you haven't already if you've enjoyed this episode of the good the bad the basic be sure to share it with your friends tune in next week when we'll be diving into the first three seasons of the fx crime drama the shield if you'd like to check out the series before then the shield is currently streaming on hulu
0: follow the good the bad the basic on all major podcast platforms to listen to all of our regular weekly episodes on the go leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media please follow us at The Good Bad Basic on Twitter and at Good Bad Basic Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you our regular weekly episodes as well as exclusive bonus material. Until next time, bye everyone! Thank you.